0: We could be forgiven if we thought that we were here tonight to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. I mean, why else would we be here on a Saturday night while the rest of the world is either in bed at the nightclub or in front of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Surely we are here because of that great event of our faith where Jesus Who we thought was dead in his tomb after a horrible and humiliating death was raised to new life. Well, we would be partly right, because the reason we are here may originate in that event as described to us tonight in a mere twelve verses from the Gospel of Luke. But I would argue that the real reason, or the deeper reason, is found in all those other verses and stories and prayers that we have heard recounted this evening. Easter does narrow our focus on that one miraculous event that without which we could argue there would be no Christianity. But we are privileged tonight of all nights to hear the account of the resurrection in the context of a much bigger An ongoing story of faith. We begin in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, and then the creatures, and then finally human beings. And it was good until it wasn't. And then human beings, not because they were created this way, but because of the freedom they were given made poor choices and turned away to the point that God nearly destroyed them. But then God sent an ark to a faithful family and restored hope with a covenant sign. But then the people became slaves and were bitterly oppressed. But then God sent a man, Moses, and God's own presence in the form of a cloud and fire to lead them to freedom, to a new and promised land. And so it continued through kings and battles and tests and disobedience and failure and exile. Yet always, always throughout history, there was this spark of hope, this sliver of faithfulness and primarily the love of God for God's creation and humanity which kept it all going. So that even in times of those times of turning away, of lack of faith, of rejection, betrayal, and denial, God has kept coming back to rescue those he created and loved with a promise that one day the cycle would be broken for good. In order to calm the frightened first witnesses of the empty tomb, the two heavenly beings tell the women, remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then, we are told, they remembered. They remembered. We are here to celebrate, of course, but we are also here to remember. In the book of Deuteronomy, the last book of the Torah, the first five books of the Hebrew Bible, which tell those foundational stories of slavery and freedom, we read, When your children ask you in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your children, We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. There is a biblical imperative to remember, to gather as communities of the faithful and recall those great events of salvation. It is not to be, of course, mere nostalgia. Isn't that great, what God did so long ago? How amazing was that, that the tomb was empty? Didn't Jesus tell us that that would happen? The power of the resurrection, of course, and I would argue the real reason we have gathered here tonight, is the belief that God's promise of rescue and forgiveness and renewal belong to us too. And it is the reason that we have also gathered to baptize therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death so that just as christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father so we too might walk in newness of life we have indeed gathered to celebrate the resurrection but we do it this holy night in particular with the celebration of baptism baptism is the new and living covenant The promise of an ongoing relationship between God, the baptized, and the community of faithful witnesses who gather now in the name of the risen Christ. Not a past relationship, but a present and future one. Baptism, as we know, does not inoculate us against pain or missteps, as those of us who have been baptized for a few years can attest but it binds us to our fellow travelers on the journey. There is something quite powerful about remembering together, about reenacting together. Our recall of these sacred stories, the pouring of the covenant water, and then the breaking of the bread together, are witness today of God's ongoing love and resurrection hope for humanity. We might finally be at Easter Sunday after a long Lent. But the story really doesn't end here tonight. It is born anew in each of us as we renew our our commitment, not only to the crucified and risen one, but to the one who brought all things into being and who continues to redeem and sustain us. So let us celebrate and rejoice for Jesus is risen indeed. But let us not linger at this empty tomb, seeking the living among the dead. Let us instead take all that we have remembered and renew our own promises to walk together into that new and glorious day. Amen.